Real Estate Reckoning with your host, Doug Wolf. This is Doug Wolf, and thank you once again for joining our podcast, Real Estate Reckoning. Just a quick disclaimer before we get into our topic today, and that is that I am a licensed realtor in the state of Virginia with Redefy Real Estate. I'm a principal broker. And so some of the topics that we do discuss may or may not pertain specifically to your state or your country. And so we want to make sure that you do realize that if you have legal questions, you need to seek legal counsel. I am not giving any type of legal advice, just some real estate ideas. Once again, may or may not pertain specifically to your state or country. So let's get right into our topic. And so our topic today is buyer broker agreements. Good thing, bad thing. And when we think about buyer-broker agreements, it is the same as if a seller was making a listing agreement with a listing firm and they wanted agency representation, somebody to represent them, to look out for their best interest, to help make decisions that hopefully are not emotional and helping the seller guide his way. And that's what we're looking for, for a buyer, a buyer to be able to guide their way. Interesting in the state of Virginia, prior to 1995, 96, right in that timeline, we didn't have buyer agency. Everyone was represented by the seller. So if it was your mom and your mom was helping you buy a house in 1990, she didn't know the seller from anyone and she definitely knew you, but she couldn't represent you because the law just wouldn't allow it. There was no such thing as buyer agency back then. And so the Commonwealth of Virginia made some changes and they allowed buyer agency. Still today, you don't have to represent the buyer. You can represent the seller or you can be an independent contractor and represent no one. But we do have buyer agency nowadays. And that brings up the topic of today, whether or not you should have representation if you're out buying a house. And does it really make a difference to the listing agent or the seller if you bring a, a, an agent along to represent you as a buyer. Through many, many discussions with other uh, firms, with other realtors, with buyers and sellers, a lot of misconception out there. And so I'm hoping that this brings to light some of the misconceptions and thought process. And I think the place to start is when a listing firm signs a listing agreement with a seller. And when they do that, it is an agreement between the seller and the firm making a decision as to how much the firm will pay the listing firm a commission. And typically commissions uh, that we see in our area range from 5 to 7% over the years. So we'll just use 6% as a number. So 6% of the sales price, the agreed upon ratified contract price, will go to the listing firm. It doesn't say anything at all about whether or not that fee is going to be paid if it sells for less money or for more money than what the price is listed at. It's just the agreed upon sales price. And so if it's a $200,000 listing, that's uh, what $12,000 in commission right there off the top that goes to the listing firm. And then the listing firm pays a percentage of that. Most of the time it's 50% of that $6,000 to the firm that brings the buyer. But what happens if the buyer comes to uh, an agreement with the seller and they don't have an agent? So there's only one firm involved. 
Well, some firms have a policy that it stays at whatever the agreed upon commission price was, say 6%. That just means that the firm gets $12,000 and doesn't have to share it with anyone. A lot of misconception in buyers' minds is that no, the commission's cut in half if I come by myself to uh, a ratified contract. And that is just not the case because the contract agreement, the listing agreement between the seller and the listing firm specifically states what the commission is. And unless they've added additional verbiage that says, in the event we sell it ourselves, we'll do it for a reduced commission, then that discussion just doesn't apply. And the listing firm and that agent, they make more money. Not that the buyer gets a better deal because they're saving the seller extra commission. That is just not the case most of the time. Are there certainly situations where if a property is listed and the listing firm sells it themselves and the, the buyer doesn't have agency and they don't have to share it? Most definitely that could be the case. But that doesn't mean that you're getting a deal on the house. Remember, in our previous podcast, we talked with sellers about what establishes value. And the commission has nothing to do with what establishes value. Certainly, the commission has a lot to do with what a seller's able to net from the sale of the home after cost of sale. And commission is certainly one of the items for cost of sale. But the commission does not have anything to do with how much the home sells for. And... Sellers need to know that and buyers need to know that because a lot of times sellers will say, well, I'll just add that extra commission in and uh, into the price. Well, that's not how it works. If it was worth 200000 it's worth 200000 with or without a commission. If it's not worth 200000 then it's not worth 200000 just because you added a commission into it. So the market value is completely dictated by past performance, what other homes have sold for that are comparable to it. And we've talked about that in, in previous podcasts. But the commission has nothing to do with the value of a home. So a buyer-broker agreement, let's look at that for a second. The buyer-broker agreement is between the buyer and the selling firm. The listing firm represents the seller and the selling firm represents the buyer kind of some screwy terms there, but that's, those are the terms. Listing firm represents the seller, selling firm represents the buyer. And they do that through a buyer agency agreement. The only way a buyer agency agreement is enforceable is if it's in writing. And that is going to have terms much like the terms of a listing agreement would have between a, a, a seller and a listing firm. So the selling firm and the buyer, they have an agreement and it's for X amount of time, it's for X amount of commission, it's specific as to what properties the buyer wants to see, and it's specific as to what the selling firm will do to help and work with the buyer and get them the best deal possible. So a lot of things to take into account, and that's why it needs to be in writing, because everyone has the ability then to read it and review what the actual agreement is. So the question still remains, is it in the best interest of the buyer to get a buyer agency agreement? Well, if the buyer is serious about buying and the buyer is comfortable and trusts the agent that they're working with, then I believe that it is. It's definitely in their best interest. If the buyer wants to continue to shop around and not have representation, 
and not have someone that can give counsel, opinion, advice, then that's not in their best interest. They shouldn't sign an agency agreement with a, with a buyer. But if they're thinking they can get a better deal without agency representation, they're sadly mistaken. That's just not the case. You're going to get a better deal with representation nine out of 10 times. That one time that you don't, eh, you're kind of rolling the dice on it. But I'll tell you, if you're an investor, it's a different story. Investors like to shop it and investors don't necessarily want representation. A lot of times investors are dealing with distressed properties where they want to and can cut deals. And a lot of times the companies that represent the distressed properties, they have that built into their contracts with the seller that they can negotiate commission and there's less dollars in there. I'm talking about VA foreclosures, FHA foreclosures, short sales, things like that. So those that's a different animal than what we're talking about with the regular mom and pop buying a house, primary residence that they're planning on living in it. It has been my um, my opinion for a very long time, being licensed for 21 years, that every time I've represented a buyer, I believe, and I think they would too, I got them a better deal than if they negotiated it on their own, found the property on their own, went through the inspections on their own, went through the mandatory lender inspections on their own. I represented them and got them a better deal and certainly a cleaner transaction. So a lot of things to take into account with that. From the seller's perspective, I think a listing firm would much rather deal with a firm that has a buyer agency agreement because they know that that buyer has representation and their seller has representation. And as long as the listing agent and the buyer's agent, the selling agent know what they're doing, we have two professionals that are going to bat for their clients. There's no emotion involved. It is strictly business. And that is truly what the realtor's job is. It is to take the emotion out of it and to make it business, to make it very professional, to make sure that we have legally binding documents that everyone understands and someone that they can call to ask questions of. It's kind of funny. In Virginia, we're able to practice law without a law degree as long as it's inside of the scope of the transaction. And that's what the agency agreements allow us to do. We represent our clients, much like a lawyer would represent a client, but it's only inside of the scope of the transaction. So realtors have to be very careful of that, as well as buyers and sellers need to recognize that the counsel they're getting is only inside of the scope of the real estate transaction. So I hope that cleared it up for you a little bit about how buyer representation works and the good and the bad and the ugly. I guess the ugly aspect of it would just be that you can only work with one agent, one firm, if you sign a buyer broker agreement. And much like a listing where the seller only wor works with the one listing firm, they don't have multiple signs in their front yard, pretty much the same as a buyer agency agreement. You only have one buyer sign in your front yard if you do agree to the buyer agency agreement. And uh, that's why you need to interview agents, just like you would if you were selling your house. You need to interview agents and find a buyer agent that can represent you, that works with buyers, that understands the buying process from the buying side and not from the listing and selling side. So 
We want to thank you so much for once again joining the podcast, Real Estate Reckoning. We're going to have some interviews coming up very, very shortly in our upcoming podcast. We've got a uh, design company that helps with staging for sellers, and we're going to be interviewing them, as well as a home inspection company that's going to be sitting down with us and going through some home inspection uh, concepts and some things that you need to be careful of when you're hiring a home inspector and going through a home inspection. So we've got those coming up real soon. Once again, it's Doug Wolf with Redefy Real Estate. You can get a hold of me at dwolf at redefy.com, R-E-D-E-F-Y. And Wolf has an E on the end of it, as well as you could always call me direct, 757-515-4728. Make it a great day. Uh, Count your blessings out there and uh, call me if I can help you in any way. Thanks again for stopping by and listening to the podcast.